The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. And greetings, true believers, and welcome once again to IGN's friendly neighborhood PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Max Scoville, and I'm joined today by my good friends, Jada Griffin, Brian Altano, and joining us from all the way in the UK, Simon Carty, who just reviewed Spider-Man 2. Hey, everybody. I did. I'm swinging into action. You are. So now before we get into this, I just want to say this week's episode is going up a little bit early so we could hit the embargo of the review going up. We're going to get into the sort of nitty gritty of it, but we're going to try to steer as clear of spoilers as superhumanly possible. Obviously, your mileage may vary with spoilers, so if you've been steering clear of the last, you know, three trailers, there might be some stuff in here that spoils things. If you want to go in totally cold, stop listening to this right now, go play the entire game, and then come back and push play again. Uh, If you want to get into spoilers, next week we're going to be doing a big, huge spoiler cast where we talk about all the stuff, all the things. So beat the game before then. That one might go up a little bit late, so everyone has a little more time to play it. We may have a surprise guest. Who knows? On that note... Let's get into it. Hey, what's up? Hey. Hello. So, Cardi, so, you reviewed Spider-Man. You gave it a nine? Uh, an eight. An eight? An eight out of ten, well, really? You know, Akeem's going to fight you because out of he, 10. he seriously said that if we didn't give it a nine, he was going to have oh, words. No. He um, said whoever's well, reviewing it, the game better give it a nine, and uh, he did oh, it while, while laughing, and we were all laughing, but it, it, it didn't stop. I'm really stop. scared of Akeem as well. So I'm I know. Gonna, he's uh, he's actually there. on vacation this week, and he couldn't join us, oh, which is a, a bummer, because he, he also played through Spider-Man. But. He, no, I think he saw the review and took, it took the vacation and because of it. He needed a week <laughs> to cool off. Yeah. Well, look, there's very good reasons why I've given it an eight and not a nine, and I, I can tell you that if you want. I mean, that's, that's probably yeah. why, I'm, why I'm here, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah I mean... I think it's a great game. I really, really enjoyed it. And arguably, I actually think it's probably the best of the three because I would probably rate the other two eights personally. So mm. um, I think if you're looking for a great Spider-Man story, you've got another one here. If you're looking for what you got in the past two games, you've absolutely got that here. And that is kind of part of the good and part of the bad of why this is so much like those, which is it's a great Spider-Man story. I really think it does some cool things with the characters that I haven't seen before. And I'm sure other people, especially on this podcast, who have read a lot more Spider-Man have seen some of these things before, but I haven't. Um, but also, the thing that brings it down is you've got all of the open world stuff from the last two games, which first time around was kind of fine. It was good. I had some fun with it. But then it kind of hasn't really evolved at all. And you're doing the same sort of, you know, stopping the same cars in the street. Right. Setting out, like putting out the same fires on buildings and then occasionally just 
carrying people this time to ambulances when the hospital's much closer, which is slightly confusing. But um, yeah, by, yeah. by, by open world stuff, you mean you don't mean like traversal and stuff, obviously, right? Like you're talking no, more no, about no. like the side content, the optional, yeah. the you know, your your phone's constantly going off in this game. Spider-Man help. There's like people getting beat up. There's monsters. There's exactly. uh, you know, there's a gang on a roof. How'd they get up? Yeah, there? I mean, know, the actual go... moving around yeah. the open world is still fantastic. And gliding is definitely arguably, is it more fun than swinging? I don't know. Maybe I'm just so used to web swinging by now that, you know, that's kind of lost a little bit's luster. But yeah, getting around the world, fantastic. It's just the things that you're doing there that aren't main missions. And there's a couple of side like quest lines that are interesting and do some cool things. But yeah, it's all the random crime stuff that you had to do a lot of in the first game, especially if you wanted that platinum. You, mm -hmm. thankfully it is all completely optional this time you don't have to do any of those random street crimes but then there are a long checklist of other things which are quite mundane like calling them puzzles sometimes is a stretch um yeah I, they are technically mm -hmm. puzzles i've been i've been describing them uh to friends who have also played the game um not random people because i don't i don't break embargo to you know <laughs> guy, guys at a birthday party or whatever but um a lot of the puzzles in this game uh are are kind of a lot like the the you know the lab puzzles you did in the first game mm. in that they feel like the kind of stuff that like a child would do at a, at a children's science museum like there's yeah, like yeah. you know it's like little interactive sliding puzzles and like connecting shapes to to make a, a you know a plant so that you could yeah, they're they're like you the know. puzzles you'd find on the website for like a PBS kids show. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, I mean, that's know. that sounds that sounds mean, but they're like, I mean, there's there's a lot in this game that is you know doing big ass prestige you know AAA video game drama, and it's got really strong writing. And then there's other stuff that feels like stuff you'd find in a Spider-Man game for children, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, it walks I mean, because there's yeah. going to be a lot of children playing this game, so like yeah. it's you know yeah. Spider-Man is a big seller for kids, so like. I'm not 100% mad that the puzzles and stuff were smaller or easier on the easier side of things. Um, but, you know, it definitely, I would have liked to see some other tweaks that we could have done, um, whether it was difficulty based or whatever. Yeah, I, I think I, that was my, my, my whole thing with a lot of this was that like uh, the traversal and combat are some of the most impressive things I have ever seen in a video game, straight up. Like, I, 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 do not understand how some of this is functioning. Like in, in, in Insomniac Games is on, technically on 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 a level I, I I I don't think I've ever seen before. Like it does not it does not make sense to me. It is it is masterful wizardry how you can whip through the air this fast this quickly in a city this gorgeous. Pop out the wingsuit, fly down to the ground, and immediately dive kick into some dude's face and basically not touch the ground. Now, this is obviously something they've done three games in a row now. So the, the new car smell for me was like kind of missing in general. But when this game is moving, when you are doing the Spider-Man stuff in Spider-Man, and you're not like crawling around and you're not playing as, you know, uh, another character who maybe doesn't have super superpowers or anything like that. Um, it's it's just it's it's unreal. It's on, a, on a, I've just never seen anything this cool. I kept ex expecting it to crash or break or explode. And it and it and it didn't. So, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I, I think I I think I agree with your your eight, Cardi. Mm -hmm. If I were to grade just the sort of technical side of it, it might be a ten. Yeah. But mm -hmm. you know, obviously, it's more than that. There's also sort of like yeah. the something that kind of baffles me. We can talk more about this later. The, the fast travel is maybe the fastest fast travel I've seen in a game. But also, the the whole point of the game is to swing around and be Spider Man. You know, so it's sort of a, it's an it's an odd you know utilization of that. Uh, 
the open world stuff, you you likened it a little bit to you sort of compared it to the Arkham games in your review, which I yeah. think is a fair comparison. You know, children have been arguing mm -hmm. on the playground about who would win in a fight, Batman or Spider-Man, <laughs> for a million years now. Uh, in this case, like, you know, the last Arkham game was, what, 2015? That was a yeah. couple minute ago. Uh, I think there was sort of, you know, there's that there's always that issue with, with threequels, which this ostensibly is, if you count Miles as a full game. Mm -hmm. um, but there's that kind of expansion, you know, like the, the, the sort of increase from Asylum to City to Arkham Knight. Uh, which to me kind of felt like this does where it's like it's you've done a lot of this stuff before and there's a lot of bloat and there's a lot of technical polish that makes it more interesting, but it's also, you know, it's kind of at odds with itself. And in this case, you know, it is definitely a quality quantity uh, debate. And yeah, you know, technically it was stunning. It's really, it's really awesome to see it, but there's also, you know, you have to, you have to kind of stop and be like, how much of this is what the game is doing and how much of this is what I've actually done before in previous games. I just, right. the reason right. I made the Alchem comparison is because I've played so many open world games at this point, and rarely do you play one. I think that does something genuinely you haven't seen before, right? And yeah. mm -hmm. for example, like uh, this game, like does so many things so well. I don't want to be down this game because we'll get onto maybe how good the story and stuff is later. But um, it's just there's nothing in that open world I think that does anything that blew me away. Whereas I talk about Arkham Knight, which is actually my favorite of the Batman games. I know some people don't love it as much, but um, just that moment where out of nowhere, Man Bat just scares you. And yeah. it's mm -hmm. just that world feels alive for that moment. Like never once in this game is like, there are the random street crimes, but it's the same, like, you know, it's not, you know, it doesn't feel You're... like that world is happening to you. Or I compare it to, you know, like, I don't know, the Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War games with the Nemesis system. That was something I'd never right. seen before. Like yep. just something new in an open world. I wanted to see this time around, which is why I've ultimately land on Nate. Like if this was just a narrow, like a single player story game, probably would be a nine because i do think that main campaign is very very good and especially the second half just is excellent yeah. but mm -hmm. yeah it's the open world for me that does bring it down a little yeah, the yeah I... no go for it jada i was gonna say yeah the whole feeling of the world kind of not being feeling it as lived in as like mordor or anything else like that that was kind of one of my biggest kind of gripes with it just because it feels like you're just interacting with the world, but like the world doesn't interact with you. So like it's it's feels very limited at times. Um, and like, you know, I I've told everybody else on this, like I stopped bothering with regular crime about four hours into the game, um, which makes it makes me arguably a terrible Spider-Man. But like I did as well. Yeah, just, there's just no point. Like it just like it was just a distraction it was more of a distraction than a than any than anything it added yes you get some supplies you get experience and stuff but you get so much experience and supplies for doing the side missions and the main missions that at the end of the game you may need to do like one or two side crimes to finish off a district mm -hmm. um in for all the rewards and stuff to get your platinum trophy and stuff like that was it um i do like a lot of the things they did with the open world i love the new ui with like the like the digital things that pop in the sky i think that was a really smart way to be like hey this is where all your objectives are instead of having to break up the action look at a map and do that but um yeah i just i like cardi said i really wanted something to like attack me or to appear something to just trigger whether it's like a smaller spider-man villain to appear and show up that is like hey, like, I'm doing a crime now. Like, I would have loved if there was, like, not only these, like, henchmen and thugs or 
whatever lower level bottom tier criminals doing mm -hmm. stuff if we would have gotten things like where we would have had like vulture or shocker or anybody else that had broken out of the raft or done something and was committing a crime and doing that and yes we fought a bunch of these villains in the first one but spider-man has such a massive rogues gallery yeah. of villains it would have made a ton mm -hmm. of sense to have something like that more and give me more reason to play it after rolling credits yeah. it's like hey people are breaking out i have a you know, I need to go stop this dude and have a good, like, maybe not a full on boss fight, but a stronger fight, something that actually tests me. Yeah, I think yeah. there's there's like, you know, it's it's tricky to dock points against a game or to criticize a game for something it doesn't do rather than something yes. it does do or attempts to do and how well it does it. Uh, but I totally went into this expecting there would be something like man bad, there would be something kind of persistent in the world. And this is also something that could go either way. It could become like, you know, dragons in Skyrim where they just show up when you least want them to. But between, you know, between stuff we, we'd seen telegraphed, and again, uh, I guess this could constitute a spoiler. There's, but like, you know, between, you know, Lizard and, and Venom and Craven, which we all knew were in here, I was expecting one of them to be like a threat that was just out yeah. there as opposed to being kind of walled off in story missions, which uh, they are. No, you're um, mostly fighting their henchmen and stuff like that. And I think the closest this comes to having like a man bat uh, is that you'll like, You'll go down to do a crime, and uh, Miles will be there to 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 tag mm -hmm. team in. And like, there's some fun stuff that happens with that, but it all it all goes by so quickly. They quip with each other a little bit, and it's over. But it's these are like inconsequential, completely optional things that, like we said earlier, most of us have just you just kind of ignore after a while. And I think that's like what what like where this didn't totally come together as much for me was. And I was talking about this too. Like, uh, I, I was texting Max about this. This is the third spider-man game we've gotten in five years and the first one we got was just like a re reboot of like a video game series that uh we had all loved at some point in our lives but had very clearly you know kind of lost its way um it, it, the you couldn't really count on the quality of spider-man video games for a little while there right and then there were some mm -hmm. classics as well um and then this time around it's like we got we got spider-man then we got miles which was the shorter you know new character focused uh, New York City at Christmas time, and this kind of brings all the tricks together. And some of the stuff that it does uh, in this game that are new this time around is stuff that I actually didn't really use much. It's mostly optional. Like you can you can switch between characters most of the time, right? Like there are certain story missions that funnel you in a specific characters and force you to switch to Peter or Miles. But I didn't really find myself switching characters often. I mostly just played as the one that I was like that was wearing the coolest suit I liked at the time. Um, number two. Uh, there's all this new stuff with like the web shooter and the stealth takedowns and stuff like that and like i would go into a warehouse and there'd be 50 people in there and i'd be like yeah i could creep around in the rafters and and shoot webs and tie people up and go stealth but it's so much more fun to just jump down there and just go fists out and just beat the ever-living hell out of everybody down there and you could do it so much quicker and it it just felt like something spider-man would do a little more like it's also just mm -hmm. immensely satisfying and rewarding to to just drop down and everyone goes it's spider-man and you just punch him you know punch 50 guys in the face you're just throwing your your spider bots everywhere you're uh hitting both triggers at the same time and both sticks and lightnings exploding and all this fun stuff and like that's you know that that felt like a fireworks show every time whereas just like sneaking around in the ceilings was like eh, you know that's all right it, um, it feels like that's something they kind of figured out with with miles i mean there's a plenty of that in the first one but the fact that miles mm -hmm. has the added you know invisibility power that's something they explored pretty thoroughly in, in I, I guess the second one 
this time around it feels yeah it feels like they kind of nerfed the stealth and it's you know it's fine but there's that whole there's the new uh web line tool where you can basically just creep wherever you want and you want to take the time to pick off enemies you know one by one or two by two or whatever depending on what you've got upgraded you can do that but again it's just kind of like there's no there's no real upside to doing the stealthy approach when you can mm -hmm. just go in and just beat, beat people up like a superhero you know I mean, it does help with like recharging your gadgets, recharging your abilities and stuff a little bit faster, filling your focus without having to burn through it. So like if you know you have something you're a story mission you're going to do and you want to make sure everything's full and stuff like that, it does have a benefit to doing it that way. I know that's what I usually use the self for. I enjoyed the self, but it definitely. You just feel a little too powerful for for the stealth is the thing is like it took away a lot of the challenge once you there's an upgrade you get where you can take down two people at once sorry if that's a spoiler it's an upgrade it's in the tree you'll be able to see it like minute one you're gonna be in the game. tree too when you when you web them up there you yeah know. exactly yeah. i actually you know use the little web lines to build little cool intricate design and stuff like that because you can connect the web lines i wrote to each i other. wrote some swears but the criminals Did don't you? look up so i didn't even see no <laughs> do that <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, but also I think that's kind of a kudos to how well Insomniac did combat. Like they made combat so fun, so exhilarating, so just like rewarding feeling. Like you feel all those punches, you can feel the impact of every blow. Like that is a very important thing when it comes to combat. You like the combat, you need to be able to feel that. Like there's, you know, there's games like, you know, Spider-Man, God of War, where you can feel the impact when you hit an enemy, yep. like they stagger back, they fall back. And then there's other games where sometimes you feel like you're just like brushing them or whatnot, like with a, like a fan or something like that. You don't know, like it's, they have no reaction. It just, it, and it just doesn't feel like good combat. And so Spider, but Spider-Man 2 does that amazing with all of Miles's new abilities, all of Peter's new abilities, like all the new gadgets and how the gadgets work inter like interlocking with your abilities. Like it just feels so rewarding to knock, pull off those combos where you just web everybody together and then, shock punch them venom punch mm -hmm. them or do any of the other new moves and stuff yeah and like you're and you're completely spot on i think that like the combo system in this game is is ridiculous it's it's probably the smoothest combat i've ever seen in any superhero game it's mm -hmm. also like it's you can be silly and button mashy about it and go through your like your normal routines and like honestly towards the end of the game i was doing a lot of that because like I swear like the last five or six hours is a lot of like just dumping mobs on you and having you mm -hmm. clear them out to get to the next thing to dump on, you know, get through another mob. Um, but like there, there's so many things in the skill trees that you can unlock that are like maybe not your usual standard go to uh, like combos, but like they're stuff that's there for if you're interested in it. And so mm -hmm. I think that like people who want to like play through the game and then play through it again slightly differently, they're going to get some depth out of that because I think otherwise it like. Once you 100% the game, they're really, and this is this is most games, but there really isn't any reason to go back. I think a lot about, um, we were talking about like, you know, like the kind of emergent gameplay of like having a random villain or something pop out. Uh, Far Cry 6 uh, did a really cool thing where after you rolled credits, they were, they were like, hey, like people keep bothering this fake Cuba. And so every week you'd go in and they'd like new sections would get invaded. New, imagine like playing a Spider-Man game where like after you rolled credits, like a, Every every week you'd check in and like a, a new gang would return to a section of New York City. You'd have mm -hmm. to clear them out and stuff like that. That's not really here. So like once once you once you beat the single player campaign campaign and then go through all of the uh, side stuff, um, you're kind of done. Like the only thing there's there's a couple optional missions that you can go back in a rank, 
but like they're not really the most mis- interesting mm-hmm. ones they're like the mysterio stuff um and so like that's that's my my advice to people who want 100 percent this game um play it like this like do a little story then do a little side stuff then do a little story and a little more side stuff because if you do like a bunch of story and then like mainline one whole like side quest which like this game does that thing where it's like here's a new here's a new quest cool did you like that now there's 14 more of them and they're just like the ones you played with very little variation yeah and you it's will, an open world game yeah you'll you'll burn mm-hmm. out on those pretty quickly if you don't if you don't kind of like you know amuse bush it a little it, bit and it does dance, a, it does know, a funny thing table. where there's like very clearly like it's you know it's video gamey as hell and there are these like you know different colored icons on your map that you're gonna have to do 14 of or whatever uh but the first time you do one of those it almost seems like it's setting up like a a, a proper story like mm-hmm. some of these things are like basically just like collectathons, and then some of them are like you know side side quest through lines mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard to separate which is which like sometimes you know you're like oh i just got to go get these treasure chests and sometimes like i got to chase these robot birds and sometimes it's like oh there's actually like a story arc that's going to happen here and it's mm-hmm. it i feel like it almost it like almost kind of devalues it a little bit the fact that they're all kind of placed with yeah. the same importance on the map yeah yeah you never yeah. know quite what you're going to get with them, do you? So, like, there is a really good side quest that I think is mm-hmm. called The Flame. I won't delve into what that's about, but it actually Fire. tees up probably what I think Guitar. the DLC is going to be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. like, um, and that has some really, like, that is almost like a B plot line. It's only, mm-hmm. like, four or five missions, but that is actually worthwhile and actually, you know, good fun. Whereas, like you said, there's some where it's, like, starts off a mission... Then it's go collect 42 of these things and then you'll get a cool little scene at the end, which is a cool little scene that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. But, you know, that that was it. I was just like, oh, so there wasn't really anything more to that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't want to be too down because I do think this is a really good game. Ultimately, no, yeah, totally. yeah, no, we're yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like, something I... you said for we also we also all played it on like a pretty, pretty tight timeline, you know, and again, there's that Bruce Bogtrotter phenomenon where you have to eat an entire chocolate cake in one sitting. Good problem to have. But like. Yeah, trying to mainline this game might not be the best the best approach. Like to Brian's point, I think really mixing it up and just taking your time to really, you know, explore. Like maybe you're doing it one neighborhood at a time. Maybe you're just kind of doing one set of side quests at a time in, in between larger things. But um, yeah, I mean, it's you know your your mileage may vary. Uh, Cardi, is, how, I, how I would I would add to that if you're if you if you mainline the story and then are going through district by district, I probably. I, I think you can do it district by district if you mainline the story and do it that way, but otherwise don't try to finish off a district unless you finish the story. That's one thing I will say, because it's just... you'll uh, have to go back anyway. And there's just, Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff, and there's some yeah. things that don't pop up till later um, if you haven't finished the campaign. I The way I did it was I did story mission, and then I would do all the side missions for that popped up, and then yep. I would, until I was, there was nothing left, and then I would do the story mission. And that was a very enjoyable way for me. I really enjoyed doing it that way. Yes, some of them did get a little long in the tooth where I was just kind of like, okay, I want this to be done. But overall, I really enjoyed this, the, the experience. And there's some other like smaller storylines, like the flame, like Cardi was saying, that's excellent. Um, there's a really good one, a uh, really great chain of quests with Miles called Bop, uh, that is, uh, I think it's Hard Bop or whatnot, is mm-hmm, the final mm-hmm. one in it. And that, that that quest line literally made me cry like and it's because it's just a fantastic storytelling experience and i highly recommend everybody doing that that one i i was kind of like rolling my eyes at initially uh it's i i mean we'll talk about it more in detail like out on the spoiler cast but man it involves musical instruments in a sort of very cartoony capacity but the end result is like really lovely and 
kind of it's, kind of awesome. Like it's a really yeah, it's super not what I expected at yeah. all. I wanted to add real quick to something Max said. Um, so two things. I I I couldn't put this game down. Like I just I yeah. couldn't. So I think that was part of it. Um, and you know even with my gripes with it, like just actually like fighting people and swinging through the city and stuff like that was just like a, a, a electrifying. Like I just I loved I loved I loved the parts where you're like actually really just doing Spider-Man stuff in this game. Um, uh, but two, uh, I a hundred percent of this game in less than three days and I have a, I have a, a job and a, and a wife and a kid. So it's like, on, it is on the shorter side of big meaty open world games. Like tears of the kingdom was one of those. It's, it's hard to compare anything to that, but like I played that game for like 150 hours and still haven't seen everything like it's, there's just so much to do in that game to the mm -hmm. point where like i i hosted a show for ign uh called talk of the kingdom where we talked about tears of the kingdom for like what was supposed to be six weeks and it turned into like 10 or 11 because no one wanted to finish the game and there's post-game content and stuff like that and i think with this game you can probably like how, jada how long did it take you to like 100 percent this game 20 28 hours? i think for the platinum trophy for me yeah and that was that was also i spent some time you know, going around doing a little bit of wiki stuff, building out guides work. So that added a little bit. And then also I spent copious amounts of time in photo mode. Mm -hmm. So, um, which the yeah, photo I, mode is, is awesome. Once again, I, um, I didn't get the platinum. I, I got, I came up like a few trophies short, but I did hundred percent it. And I want to say it took me something like 20, 22 hours maybe. Um, and yeah, that was I mean, for, as far as open world games go, like it is fairly short, which Mm -hmm. You know, some people are going to be like, not for 70 bucks. No, thank you, Sony. But other people are going to be like, hey, I got other stuff to do. I'm going to get around. Kind of, yeah, I mean, right now, like Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage is out. And that is a complete like 180 from what the last three games were, which were like 120 hour open world RPGs. Yeah. This is more of I mean, I think there's there's open world game and there's sandbox game. And those are, mm -hmm. you know, kind of different, different concepts that have like, it, you know, how you approach things. And this one is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not it's what well, I think. What did Akeem said he beat it in like the campaign in like 13 hours? Yeah, he yeah, mainly yeah. the story. And I think it was like 17 hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the, the key is that these aren't necessarily open, they are open world games, but they are single player campaigns. They are basically uncharted games in an open world. Yeah. yeah. And you have a really big. And I know world. why they've done it mm -hmm. because it would be mad to have Spider Man and not have an open world to swing around it. Yep. But like ultimately, this game. And I think the whole series that is best when it's just telling a really solid story. And mm -hmm. yeah, that's what this game does do amazing. I think, yeah, I mean, this, yeah. the story, like the, the idea of, of pacing in a world is completely ludicrous. Like that's a, that doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. Cause like the pacing mm -hmm. is your pacing. You do it at your own, at your own speed. Yep. But if you're like, if you're just like guzzling down like the main storyline, like it's going to seem a little bit jolted if you're just, if you're, if you're speeding through it, like it's kind of, it's, it's, Try, trying to do a, a, a speed run when you can go in any direction at once is like a right. weird that's a weird approach uh it's kind of funny it reminded me a little bit um i think if you if you pace yourself right in this it could be a little bit like the the old cartoon uh which mm -hmm. i didn't realize as a kid because you're a kid and whatever but the animated series the old one from fox kids 40 years ago or whatever because i'm old that was that was serialized like that in x-men the animated series had running through lines for each season. Like they didn't, they didn't have like standalone episodes. They had like occasionally, you know, there'd be like a little bookend thing where it's like, here's, here's one thing that's going off in one corner. The rest of the episode is related to something, but it was, I mean, it was very comic booky in that sense. And right. this mm -hmm. has that vibe too. And it's funny because like, I think you, if you get lost in one of the side quests, it can really feel like, 
like a filler, you know, filler issue or filler episode in the best way possible where, mm -hmm. you know, there is that open world problem where it's like, well, the universe is about to get destroyed, but I'm going fishing. And it's like, why are you, why are you doing that? Yeah. But in like in the superhero context, it works. This episode of Podcast Beyond is brought to you by NordVPN, a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace. Are you tired of streaming shows, movies, or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space? Well, switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue. The same goes for shopping. You can get the best possible deal on subscriptions, flights, hotels, and other goods and services like that from websites that like to play favorites with certain territories and currencies. Meanwhile, encrypted traffic protects your data from hackers, viruses, malware, phishing sites, and other harmful hitchhikers of the information superhighway. Though really, it's more of an information autobahn because there is no speed limit with NordVPN. It is the fastest VPN in the world, so there won't be any buffering or lagging, and it'll stop your ISP from throttling your bandwidth. Isn't that nice? One NordVPN account can be used across six devices, which is great. My wife has been using our account to watch all sorts of awful British reality TV shows that aren't available here, like Argument Island or Half Naked Idiots Fall in Love, and everyone's favorite, The Worst People Just Got Married, Let's Hear Them Talk About It. Shows that are so bad, they're blocked in our part of the world for our own good, but luckily, NordVPN allows her to trick the internet into thinking she's in the UK, so she and her awful friends can shriek and howl and cackle at the TV while I'm trying to relax. I've been using my VPN too. You know what I've been using it for? None of your business. Yep, that's right. And thanks to NordVPN, my data is safely encrypted, all bundled up in a weighted security blanket of incomprehensibly complex math problems, and nobody can tell what it's doing under there. Data, you do your thing. I'll leave you alone. One month of NordVPN coverage costs less than a cup of coffee. Coffee can't protect you from cyber criminals unless you throw it at them or pour it on their computers, and you'll probably get in trouble for doing that. So get NordVPN instead. To get the best possible discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. That link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, that is nordvpn.com slash pobeyond. And now, back to the show. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And that's, that's where it, that's where it, it, it kind of uh, it, it like comes together in terms of like feeling like a, a sort of lived in place. Because the reality is, is like you can't truly compare this to other open world games because there's like just a significant lack of interactivity. And most of that comes from the narrative justification that Spider-Man is a good guy 
and he's not going to go down and punch a civilian or, and steal their car like you can do in GTA. There aren't e enemies everywhere like there or there are in Breath of the Wild, you know, like it's not this there aren't shrines like there's, you know, like you can it, throw it a bunch be... of trash cans around, though, if you want. That's true. Just... Yeah, you, you can go down and, and, and like really scare a bunch of people like you could in the last few games and just like throw manhole covers and, you know, put on a show and everyone's like the psycho is back. But for the most part, it's like, you know, Spider-Man's a good guy and he swings through the city and he now he's, he soars on web wings and occasionally he gets a call on his phone or he listens to a podcast and he goes down and he beats up some bad guys and he goes back up and he swings around. Maybe there's some hidden stuff and some collectibles, but like this is this does not have the depth of like a GTA or a Tears of the Kingdom or a Skyrim or something like that. This is just not and never will be one of those games, right? Like That's fine. Is, that's okay. That's fine. That's yep, fine. Yeah, 100%. Totally fine. But yeah. just go in expecting like this. You will you can hundred percent this game in like twenty something hours. And mm -hmm. I, I think I I kind of had expectations that were maybe unrealistically high just on the basis that this is a this is a flagship PS5 title. You know, like mm -hmm. Spider Man, the first one was one of the big like one of the big PS4 games. That game kind of defined that generation. It's one of the best selling games for the PS4. And then we got you know like an upres you know next gen version kind of alongside Miles, and then. I was kind of hoping that this would be like a real huge revolutionary step forward. And it it technically is, I guess, but it also kind of isn't, you know, and that's that's all right. You know, that's kind of on me. Um, I think the fact that there's a big old big old number two at the end of the, the, the name makes it seem like it, you know, it's a it's a, a sizable jump forward. That's version 2.0. Mm -hmm. But they could have very easily just called it, you know, Spider-Man Venom. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, mm -hmm. it's like this. It, I, I was like getting into this before, but like name name another like movie franchise or game franchise that that got three installments in five years that was able to like completely revolutionize each time right like it's almost impossible to do something like that without keeping it kind of iterative and that's okay too like if if you're into if you want more of the same because the the same is super super good and very very mm -hmm. very fun like I, I keep saying like it is i could not put this game down i loved uh punching people and swinging around and all that stuff if you want more of the same, this is more of the same. And the same is awesome. If you wanted like a big leap or, you know, uh, I, I don't really think that like, that like Queens and stuff like that and, and Brooklyn is like, you know, it's, it, it's expanding the city a little bit more, but like those places are inherently less interesting than Manhattan. You, you say that as a New Yorker. You, cause you, you know, it's there, but I feel like other people are like, wow, even more New York to explore. And you're like, eh, you know, there's trees here. Yeah. Yeah. There's trees. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think, yes, it is a lot more of the same. Um, but I think it does everything that the first one, the first two games did better. So like you're getting, you're getting an enhanced version. You're getting more stuff. It is better. It's may not, maybe not the scope may not be as big as people were hoping with adding all of Brooklyn and Queens and stuff, basically, you know, almost doubling the map, basically. Um, the scope may not, like, even though the scope's increasing, it may not, like, equally improve across the board, but you are getting improvements in pretty much all, almost every other system in the game. The writing is fantastic. It's the, I, I can't, I don't think I went an hour without laughing, whether it was one of the podcasts, one of the characters you run into, just Peter talking to somebody and dropping a little quip, um, like it's great. And then the unlockable stuff is a lot of fun. Like I really loved a lot of the unlockables. Some of the stuff is, uh, you know, not my have not my favorite that we've gotten in Spider-Man games. But there's some really cool options in there that I think fans are really gonna love.
without I won't without spoiling anything um because this is you know it kind of been touched on in the comics and stuff like that but uh the the venom stuff and you you've seen in the trailers and everything like that that obviously mm -hmm. Peter gets a little symbiote in him um sort of works as like a truth serum between characters in that they start having very vulnerable very honest conversations with each mm -hmm. other that they maybe maybe wouldn't have unless they were like severely under the influence or something yeah. like that and so yeah it 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 some very truly ridiculous and funny but also heartfelt things come from mm -hmm. all of that again without spoiling any of it um that like i i wasn't it, it went in directions I wasn't really expecting at all. It was just kind of yeah. like, oh, all right, cool. One of the things I remember the most, like most vividly about the first game that I think caught me off guard is there's a part where like, I think I think Peter gets in like a text argument with MJ and then mm -hmm. she calls him. And like, it gave me like legit, like mad girlfriend anxiety. And I was like, uh -huh. ah, and it was just like, it felt very authentic. Like it felt like how people interact with each other. Uh, and I feel like this has some similar beats where it's like, you kind of want, you know, you want big bombastic superhero, supervillain. Ha ha ha, you'll never get me. I must save the day. True, great power, great responsibility. But it, it delves into like, here, you know, here's here's 20 somethings arguing. Like here's, you know, here's people mm -hmm. having a legit friend friend fight, you know? And no, it's, a, co yeah, a yeah. core tenant of, of this character and both of these characters is disappointing their loved ones frequently. <laughs> like that yeah. is just a thing that they, and they've done it in, in the comics, I mean, do it in the movies, the shows, everything like, you know? I mean, that's yeah. kind of superhero 101. Like yeah. you're gonna be disappointing somebody because you're giving so much of yourself mm -hmm. to save everybody else. Yep. So yeah, that's, and I if mean, you're that's... not disappointing that, those loved ones, it's because they're already dead. There you go, there you go, yeah. yeah. That's the mm -hmm. only only real solution, but no, I mean, I, it's this this game is kind of you know at odds with itself because like you it, when you have a Spider Man game, you want to be Spider Man, you want to swing around, you want you really want to feel like Spider Man too, uh, and <laughs> really makes you feel like Spider Man too. That was oh the, uh, Car Cardi. I love your review so much. You really you really just did. A, there's a lot of very you just gotta subtle, lean into it. Some very fun. subtle and yeah. very infuriating. Like I think I threw something at my wall because of what is it you say like it. It's got miles of emotional depth, and it, it doesn't peter out in the end. Did you, did you uh, say just, seven point oh too much webbing? <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't go full in. Um, no, but no, it's it's like it's it's great. There's a lot of fun stuff in there. Um, but like trying to have the authentic, you know, having a Spider-Man simulator, it wouldn't be a fun video game because there is that inherent disappointment. And I feel like there is there is an idea for a Spider-Man game out there that takes the sort of Persona Five. You only have time for so much mechanic and mm -hmm. you are both, you know, you're pissing off your girlfriend and your loved ones and you're, you're doing a bad job at your job. You're getting fired from pizza places. You uh, get yelled at by your boss all the time, but you save the day versus you don't save the day and you're happy. Uh, you know, that's not a, that's not a fun video game mechanic. There's a lot of buyer's remorse with that. So I mean I'm kind of on that sense I'm I'm happy that it's a fun game where you swing around and yeah. punch people uh, and Peter gets yeah. to have some fun in everyday life. So that's an, they have a nice night out at Coney Island at one point. I mean I've not been to Coney Island, but I imagine it's just as nice as that. So you know yeah, I mean it's know. like they didn't do the the hot dog eating contest, which I'm disappointed <laughs> in. That's that's a okay. that's a Fourth of July staple in America. The, the yeah, they have. Uh, I think there was gluttonous. an I, I think there was an NPC about that though. Yeah, yeah no, there was, there's a photo thing of that talks about that. There's no oh, hot dog yeah. eating contest because the champ is there. Yeah. You can go talk to him. That's true. I mean, we haven't really, um, and that kind of, we haven't really talked about Harry. And I just think he's a great addition to the cast as well. Like, it's such a delicate balance of when you have, like, an established, like, trio of MJ, Peter, and Miles. They all work so well together. 
and then adding that extra ingredient to the mix. And I just think he slots in really well. Like it's genuine great story reasons why he's there and what happens with that character and yeah, kind of the catalyst for the whole thing really. And it just really works really well. Lovely yeah. hair as well. I love his hair. Yeah, it which felt is which really is uh, natural. It was great. I feel like yeah. that's a huge departure from the comics. If you look at the old <laughs> illustrations, Harry Osborne has some of the worst hair ever drawn with a pen. Yeah. It's just what it's like. Looks like a Brillo pad. It's like a very weird thing. His dad has it yeah. too. They've got these. I mean, it's different from the piece. comics as well, and that he's actually just quite a nice young man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's <laughs> that's an odd choice. I did they try to do that? They've tried to do that in a few of the movies. Like I, I feel like he's kind of a spoiled brat in the comics, and you kind of mm-hmm. you know it's he's been we've been known that the Osbournes are 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 bad news mm-hmm. forever that's always been the case and like i don't know what you the james the james franco osborne was like they kind of got a little weird with that it got like a little bit too uh and i love triangly you know mm-hmm. and then with the dane dehan version and the amazing spider-man they i feel like they kind of tried to make it like oh they're childhood friends and i kind of i think this borrows from that a little bit oh yeah they yeah. definitely built on yeah. that with this especially with all the work that they were doing as kids the fact that his mom he was so close and felt they, they there's so much dialogue around him and like all the work and how like he just like respected his mom and loved his mom so much that he wants to follow in her footsteps and do more of her it definitely they definitely leaned into that kind of more of familial relationship for him instead of with his father which is probably where they more where they more focus in the comics i don't remember i've read a lot of spider-man comics but it's been a while I don't remember them ever really mentioning Harry's mom in the comics outside of like maybe brief things. Whereas this in the Spider-Man Insomniac's Marvel Spider-Man games, like it's kind of front and center. Um, it's, you know, we, mm-hmm. we hear about her almost as much as we see uh, Norman Osborn. So like, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's great. I love that no, they uh, did that up. I think, I think like sort of um, maternal figures are like a very strong reoccurring theme across all of the central main characters here mm-hmm. um and have been since the first game which is which yeah. is good i mean like the just the way they they connect with the women who raise them um what they do uh or don't do in their absence like a lot of that is like it's really well done and it's like it's really touching and it's something that is like impacting almost all of the main characters and seeing how they navigate that is is really cool and i'm, I'm doing everything i can to you know, tiptoe around spoilers here, but yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, those, yeah. those are some of the themes that I think are like kind of like they're not in your face at all. They're they're fairly understated uh, for the most part, but like they're there and they're strong in in, mm-hmm. in a way that like you can you can really respect when you want to look for them. Yeah, yeah this one, I, you know, it's funny if you saw the you know the last Spider Verse movie with the whole they talk about like canon events and how there's like some things you can't change about Spider Man, otherwise it just doesn't it's not Spider Man, whatever. Uh, and I feel like this game definitely. Uh, it is a, it is one of the bigger departures in terms of Spider-Man lore, you know, shy of doing a full-on alternate dimension, like doing like oh, it's like Spider-Punk or like um, you know, mm-hmm. Bombay, Manhattan, whatever. Um, but like it's it's interesting because I like I, you know, there's that it's a you know, it's it's like superhero mythology is very is very flexible, it's very malleable, and that you can re- reinterpret things and reinvent things and you know re- retool things, and like it's funny how. When Miles Morales was first introduced, I remember there were, you know, there were people like, Black Spider-Man, get out of here. That doesn't, that doesn't work at all. And here we are like 15, 16 years later. And it's, you know, he's, he's, you know, fully accepted. He's great. He's, he's, and he has the better also Spider-Man. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Pound for pound. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. 
Yeah, I, there's there's stuff in here they do with the with the story that you know as kind of like an old you know crotchety old Spider-Man fan who's you know I've I've consumed various different interpretations. This one took some pretty big swings and I was okay with it. It worked for me. Yeah. Uh, there's you know some minor tweaks which we'll probably get into in the in the spoiler cast that were like kind of had me scratching my head, but for the most part, it really I think it really sticks the landing. Like as far as like really trying to do new things and actually succeeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think there's kind of almost beauty and simplicity as well, which kind of like this game doesn't, I'm not spoiling the story in any way, but it's a relatively simple story. There are twists and turns, there are surprises, but it's not, you know, it shows you don't need, you know, and I love the Spider-Verse films like to death, but like they are convoluted. There is so much going on, whereas this is kind of a simple story of a few friends and their grief and where it goes and that's kind of the crux of this story for what 17 18 hours if you that's mm -hmm. how long it took me mm -hmm. so yeah i kind of i kind of appreciate that it kind of you know it's open world it kind of aims a little lower than i thought but it kind of then i'd like it to it um but it kind of just sets what it wants to do and just kind of does it just executes it and yeah i kind of love it for that i liked um i liked a lot how they handled the sort of presence and mass of uh the the villains this time around like craven feels like this big you know formidable dangerous thing like he is he is strong as hell and he's the predator yeah he's a predator yeah and he's and yeah. he's he's got a he's got a whole crew of henchmen who are like trying to hunt you down uh lizard we, who we saw in uh in 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 the trailer is part of one of my favorite set pieces I've, I think I've ever seen in the video game. It's mm -hmm. and you see it. I I'm, I'm I actually hate that they showed any of it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It it's it sucks that they showed any of it. We're showing it now because you've already seen it probably. But yeah. um, it 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 does some truly truly awesome stuff, especially like the stuff where you're outside in Manhattan in the middle of the day, just like jaw dropping, jaw dropping. Mm -hmm. Like I, it was one of those things where like you know my 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 wife and kid were just like kind of like passing through the room where I was playing games and just stopped to stare. And I made him sign an NDA and, you know, all, all <laughs> no, um, and then like Venom also, like they, they nailed him. Like uh, Max and I did this really, really cool thing. Max had an awesome idea. At, Are you sure? At... Wait, 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 wait. Are you sure it was Venom that they nailed? It wasn't Venom nailing them. 19 inches, Brian. That, oh, God. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, we can going to report make, this video make, now, Jada. They're going to flag they it. They make you wait for that Venom as well. They really do. Like, yeah. They make you yeah. wait for it. Yeah. And they really do just hit you with it. Sorry, yeah, that was actually, I was pretty surprised at how, I think there's like 31 or 32 missions in this game. And I feel like Venom doesn't show up until like 20 something. Um, like it, the story did take a, a while to get cooking. Like, which is, I, I think, Cardi, you hinted at that before too. Like, mm -hmm. it's like the first half of the story of this game, like, kind of takes its time, and then, yeah. and then it just it goes boom, boom, boom towards the finish line. Um, but yeah, like Ven Venom just like looks awesome. Like we did, Max and I did a mm -hmm. thing at New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con uh, that I was going to talk about before Jada derailed me, which now I have to message <laughs> HR. It's like a whole thing. Um, no, uh, <laughs> where we uh, we showed Todd McFarlane. Uh, who like co-created the character? We showed him what Venom looked like in this game, and he just went through all the details. And he's like, "They got the saliva right, they got the teeth right, the tongue. You got to do the tongue, you know." And uh, like, it's just, it just looks so good in this engine. Like, it's just yeah. one of those things. We yeah. we waited so long for for this character to show up. You know, he's 
whether or not he's your favorite or not favorite Spider-Man villain, he's easily the most iconic one. And, you know, we've seen him not done particularly well. And then we've seen him uh, in, in the game like this, where it's like, yep, you got it. You nailed it. Like when he shows up and he starts tearing stuff up, you're like, yeah, this this dude would kill me. This dude would rip my head off and destroy me. I think this is my favorite Venom adaptation outside of the comics. Like it's he's mm. really like he he is he's good. Like if, I think visually and sort of like technically speaking, like how what he mm-hmm. does. Um, I I will always love you know Tom Hardy climbing into a lobster tank at a restaurant and just eating the lobsters or like cleaning out his fridge and eating all the pizza rolls before cooking them. Like I think that's that's got its charms. But in terms of just like the sort of sheer like hulking presence of venom like yeah i this this game delivered and i again you know i always i always wish that we, we spend what two and a half years complaining that sony doesn't show us anything and then the game comes out I'm like they showed us too much they didn't show us they showed <laughs> us the best parts um it's very uh it's it's very cautious with how it uh sort of like it it, it makes it again it makes you wait for venom which mm-hmm. is yep. which is i'm okay with that uh and when it you know when when venom shows up he's Freaking awesome! Uh, what I didn't realize is how much I love Craven. Oh like, yeah, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it too hard, but I like really appreciate that character, and this this interpretation of him is just phenomenal. Like yes. he's mm-hmm. really really cool, and I think that was my favorite performance in the whole game. I don't, I'm not sure who played him, but like he, it was walking such a fine line of like being one of the cartoonier supervillains in that in the Marvel universe. Like he he looks like he's you know stepped off a glam rock concert stage or was in cats or something like he's got a ridiculous costume and they made it work yeah uh, and his mm-hmm. he's got like this kind of brooding gravity to all of his lines and stuff and he's just like yeah he just he looks awesome you know they managed to make him like again really really big and hulking he's got this real just like brawler you know super villain presence and i guess i wasn't expecting that you know i thought he was going to be sort of almost like a throwaway like throwaway yeah. villain but he you know he earns his keep and uh yeah, no, he, and he ties into the overall story exceptionally well. I thought he would be like a like a first act villain, and he's not. Like they they really they really get a lot of mileage out of him. He connects to the other characters super well um, because he mm-hmm. you know he wants to hunt stuff too, and like he you know the, to those things uh, to, to to the Spider Mans, uh, which they make a joke about with you know whether or not that's Spider Man or Spider Mans. It's it's a jury's still out. Um, they want they want to stop those things because they're dangerous to the city. But Craven's like, I want to I want to hunt them because hunting is fun. <laughs> like I want I yeah. want a challenge. But they also get surprisingly shockingly uh, personal with his story and his character mm-hmm. and uh, the way other characters connect to him personally and like what he's going through uh, as an individual, which like doesn't justify any of his actions, but also kind of just enriches him for who he is. The way they handle. Uh, the big villains in this game make me so excited, so excited for how they're going to do stuff like, uh, you know, Sabretooth and in Wolverine like this. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're yeah, you know, we don't have to get into all that right now. But yeah, also, was, this a, was this game? A, was this game a T rating? Was that? I feel like it was rated rated T. I think, yeah, I think it was like a, it might yeah. be like a 16 here. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, 16. if they're they they definitely <laughs> they're definitely uh they they push the envelope a bit you know this is it's got it gets it gets pretty gruesome yeah. at times and i'm it does just god i'm I mean, so excited for wolverine even the way Sp- i mean we kind of said it earlier that he kind of he's a very nice person but spider even the footage we're seeing here he's killing people he oh is, yeah no he's a- over the course of this game you're murdering 
hundreds, mm-hmm. hundreds of just random goons. Like this is there's it. a lot of broken skulls. This is really I saw your I saw because, your tweet, uh, Brian, that you did with or whatnot with him just slamming the dude into well, the, the crosswalk. Uh, yeah, no, Insomniac put out this vi- uh, this like short uh, uh, thing of just like Spider Man just lifting a guy into the air he's just like some random thug and standing in midtown like he was jaywalking he's got a backwards hat on he just looks like a like a limp biscuit roadie he lifts him like 12 feet in the air and then slams him right down on his face and i just tweeted out i was like this guy is absolutely definitely dead or at the very least you know has significant brain damage for the rest of his life like he's paralyzed from the nose down or something like that you know same and like this has been a running joke in these games forever it's who cares i'm not complaining about it i just think it's hilarious because yep. it's always oh, one sure. of those like spider-man doesn't kill but like yes he but he'll he'll whip a manhole cover at somebody from a i like i took i was texting <laughs> i texted max a picture of this one woman oh who's in a gang and i i i just i didn't even know how i just beat her up in a fight and I looked down afterwards and she was just like, she was in like a, almost doing like the walk like an Egyptian, but flattened on concrete with her legs and arms going in different directions. And her eyes were wide open. So she was just kind of like, and I was yeah, like, no, it's def- definitely killed her. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I, like, I, I did like a thing with Miles where I did like a big electricity punch and I launched a guy off like a five-story building and he, he like landed uh on a on like a shed or something on like another roof but he was suspended with like electricity and i was like he's still getting electrocuted and he fell off the building like there's no way this dude is not super duper dead like i i I webbed a woman into the uh into a vent in an abandoned building (laughs) yep no one is no i I don't know how long (laughs) it takes for that stuff to to rot off but like yeah she's probably just stuck up there and just runs out of food and water I can't oh, tell man. you how many times that I've webbed in across all the Spider-Man games. You've webbed somebody to a surface, and then a cutscene happens, and it explodes, or a car <laughs> drives through, and it's just like, well, I, you yep. know what? I could not have foreseen this one. This technically, no, it's like some jigsaw game. logic. It's like you can get yeah. if you can saw through your leg or the webs, you can get out of here, no problem. Anyway, see you later. The building's condemned. <laughs> it's gonna get collapsed at any second. Um, um, there's one thing I wanted to touch on, and Jada, you called this out. This yeah. is. I think this is the best fast travel in a video game period ever. Yeah. This is the best yeah. fast travel ever. Spider-Man 2's fast travel is the best fast travel we've ever gotten in video games. It's going to be, I don't know how any game tops it after this because it is just, A, it's so quick. It's lightning fast. It's literally instant and it's pinpoint accuracy. There, mm-hmm. there are a few spots where you can't like, you can't fast travel like directly onto a mission. It'll drop you like a hundred feet south of the mission. But like it literally, if you look at like one of our wiki maps and it's like, oh, I need to grab this collectible here. You can literally fast travel and you will like drop out of the air right above that collectible unless it's like right. And it's, there's no load screen. It's pretty much instantaneous, which is, I think one of the coolest things this game does. I think it completely showcases it. That said, it's extremely weird that you have to unlock fast travel in this game. You have to go district by district and complete enough things in that district to basically like level up the area so you can fast travel there. Right. Which, again, this is a game that encourages you to do its incredible traversal. It wants you to swing around. It wants you to glide around and do that stuff and actually see the city. And if I was just trying to like, you know, clear off a checklist of items, I could go do chores instead of playing a video game. The point is to have fun, enjoy yourself. Uh, but it seems extremely weird, partially because the fast travel is so impressive. You'd think that they would want to showcase it. But also this is the third time we've been in this city. And the first two times you could just take the subway 
But now Spider-Man's too good for the subway. Maybe it's all down. We don't know. Maybe there's a, like, I don't know, train worker strike going on. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if there's some bit of yeah. dialogue explaining yeah. that. But it's yeah. really weird to me. I think there's a feeling of like, okay, I've been here before. I know where I'm going. I know how to get there. On that note, I think we should wrap things up. We all clearly have lots more to talk about with Spider-Man. Please, for all that is good and sacred, go read Cardi's review and uh, mm -hmm. send him one angry email per every instance of ridiculously Aww. clever wordplay. It's just oh, erring on the well, side. It's of, not many, though. I'll get none, then. You'll get so. three to five emails per person. Who <laughs> little tidbits in there. Um, yeah, next week we'll have a big old spoiler cast. Might be up a little bit late, just a friendly reminder. Uh, and yeah, if you are having any trouble finding all the collectibles in Spider-Man, go check out our IGN Guides wiki. Everyone's working very hard uh, to get those pictures of Spider-Man ASAP for Jameson and the Daily Bugle. Um, and on that note, thank you all for watching and or listening. We will see you next time and beyond. 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 We are the hosts of Comic Sans, the podcast about comics for those who are sans knowledge. I'm Yen, a reader, writer, liver, and breather of comic books. And I'm Nat, and I know absolutely nothing about comics. Which makes both of us authorities in our respective fields. Exactly. Hey, wait. On Comic Sans, I make Nat read some of my favorite comics, including Sandman, Saga, and Lore Olympus. And Yen tells me what makes that comic special. Then I hear what Nat thinks, and I try to avoid a pulmonary embolism. While I actively try to give him one. Listen to Comic Sans on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can already binge our first season, and we just released a special bonus episode on Across the Spider-Verse. Hey, Nat, before we go, I'll give you 50 bucks if you can tell me what Comic-Con is. Is it related to Chili Con Carn? Do you mean chili con carne? Maybe we should be chili sands.